You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. What is up? Welcome in to The Early Edge. I'm your host, Alan Bell. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you this Saturday. I'll tell you what, before we get to that, let's take a look at how we did on Friday. So, yeah, some X's, some greens. I think it was what? I can't count. Uh, seven and five, something like that, or five and seven. Yeah, tough day here. Now, you see college baseball. Look, two out of five in regards to our parlays. However, with the juice, we come out unscathed. And we're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Uh, nice job, our man Zach Attack here with the Cleveland State minus one and a half. Chip Patterson, he had to. He had to hurt on that one for Zach to hit it, but well done on that. All right, uh, everyone, we want you to get into our 2023 March Madness Bracket Challenge via CBSSports.com. Compete against everyone on the show, everyone in the chat. We're all in it together competing for prizes and so much more. We'll announce all those. But to join, obviously, it's free. You can scan the QR code right there on your screen or join it via link, tinyurl.com slash the early edge all right let's bring in the stars of the show here get this thing fired up first off boys michael roberts how we doing sir doing great man pretty excited got the pitchers and catchers baseball 16 teams in arizona ready to roll check that out and i'll complain about the rule changes i guess next week after i see it and get mad at it at the park but uh yeah, I'm not real happy about the rules, and I'm not happy about a commissioner that doesn't even like baseball and is instituting rules. This is just ridiculous. But anyway, how you doing? <laughs> no, look, first off, I agree. And second off, man, I'm doing good. Jamie, my man, how we doing, sir? What's up, baby? Uh, I'm doing good. i uh going through a little bit of uh, NBA uh, withdrawals here. Really, you know, All-Star Weekend is nice, but uh, I'm excited to get back to business next week. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it feels weird, like, with no games. You know what I mean? Like, just feels odd. Especially oh, with the football. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, no kidding, dude. Bobby Locks, Berg Betts. How we doing, sir? Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me again. I had to break out the Trinidad and Tobago uh, T-shirt since Bucket's new nickname is Wolf the Dennis Stanson from D2 Mighty Ducks. Dude, nice. great jersey right there. <laughs> D2, D1. I mean, those two, like, it's an institution. You know what I mean? All right, let's get into our storylines that affect the betting lines for today. And Michael Roberts, coming over to you, man. NASCAR season is here. Daytona. Break it down. What do we need to know, buddy? Yeah, man, I'm so excited. You know, just for Wednesday night, they just had single car qualifying, and I made it a party out of it. I was so happy to hear the sounds, the sounds, the roar of the engine going around the track. Even at one car at a time, it was music to my ears, something I've been waiting for all winner and that I didn't realize that I needed so much NASCAR. I felt the rumble so good that the vibrations were coming from my TV. It was like a 4D experience from this with just qualifying. So needless to say, I was real excited about the uh, duels from Thursday. That was fun. Had one of the winners in that race. And um, practices don't really matter much. There's one today. There was one yesterday. Jimmy Johnson was fastest. 
yesterday, but that's with draft times and stuff. So you can't really take it for any type of value as far as you would say if the race was at Las Vegas or Martinsville, you would really take the practice into effect there. So it's, uh, you know, super speedway racing. We haven't seen a NASCAR champion win in the last 11 races at Daytona. And that's kind of surprising. It shows that anybody is wide open. Anybody can win the races. And so you got to take a chance on a couple of them. One of those guys I'm looking at is uh, Noah Gragson, uh, the rookie from Las Vegas. He's driving the number 42 car. He's 45 to one. I'm going to take a shot on him. I've got six to seven drivers. I'm only going to give out four here. Uh, Kyle Busch, this is his, uh, let's see, 17 races without a win. He hasn't had a Daytona 500 win, only one win at Daytona. And then you look at the fact that he's with Richard Childress racing now. And in the 17th year of Dale Earnhardt without a win in Daytona 500, it happened. So I like stories like that in NASCAR. I like the kind of feel good story. Kyle Busch would be one of the best stories if he won the Daytona 500, just because it's been so long for him. Uh, he's 12 to one, Kent, uh, uh, Bubba Wallace 16 to one. He's got two, uh, let's see, four top fives at Daytona, one of his best tracks, two runner ups in the Daytona 500. He's 16 to one. And then William Byron at 17 to one. He's a winner at Daytona from two years ago. I think he's going to be really good um, in, in his uh, Hendrick car and you know, you got to throw some of the guys out. I mean, all the Hendrick cars are going to be good there, but Byron has a skill set. Elliott won twice last year, uh, but I had to throw somebody out. I did not take Chase Elliott as one of my seven drivers. So going to just uh, work it out and figure out some way to work a party mode into that tomorrow and just make it NASCAR Sunday, college basketball, and maybe the NBA. I don't know. I mean, what will happen to the NBA? Why don't they just do... Uh, conferences again. Why do they keep trying to upgrade themselves? We're so smart. Look at this format. We're going to have this. Now they have the last guy. He's angry because he's the last guy picked, and so they're changing this. I can't keep up with it. I'll just do East-West again, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, first, okay, I agree with that being that, you know, I'm here in Tennessee, and we have the Memphis Grizzlies who are in the West, and I have to stay up till 2 in the morning <laughs> to watch Grizzlies games, you know, every single yeah. night. Now, Mike, I'll say this, with NASCAR being back, all right, means our man Trent Wade is back. He's fired up about it. I'm going to give you some of his plays here real quick. Okay. I want your thoughts. If there's anything that you like, dislike, you just pick what, you know, either ones, all right? Ryan Blaney, top 10, minus 125. Joey Logano, top 10, plus 120. Ross Chastain, outright, uh, plus 2,200 at quarter of a unit. Ryan Blaney, outright, plus 1,300, quarter of a unit and William Byron outright plus 1,900 quarter of a unit. Any of those stick out to you? Yeah, I like Byron. I also like Chastain. Uh, he's one of my guys I have to uh, win at uh, 18 to 1 odds, something like that. And then um, the matchups I'm not a big fan of. I'm also not a big fan of totals because of the volatile nature of super speedway racing. Anybody can be in the top 10 as opposed to Martinsville where the the top guys are going to be in the top 10. You can count on a top 10 out of uh, Blaney or Logano more effectively than you can here, where the true rating of a driver completely is thrown out the window. Um, as I had mentioned, they don't have the champions winning more. So there's no consistency. The top guy right now of guys that have raced four or five races or more at Daytona is 12.4 by Bubba Wallace. And you see all the other guys at 18.4 because they get in wrecks, unsuspectingly, not their fault. They just get part of wrecks, and the, you're, you're going to be part of the 10, 15-car pileup, and that takes away uh, value for me. So 
I stay away from that stuff. I just bet the odds to win unless I get some real juicy plus number on matchups because anybody can win. Anybody can finish higher than the other. Yeah, that makes sense, man. That's great information. All right. Uh, I want to talk about college baseball because we didn't get a chance to really dive into it yesterday on the early agent five because obviously it's only five minutes long. Um, So we had to go live yesterday because the game started early. So you'll see a TCU Oklahoma. We had to give that out at like nine in the morning, 10 in the morning to get that one out there. But today, obviously, we would get it in the morning show. We're going to get ahead of them. Uh, Understand anybody that's brand new to college baseball betting. um, It's a weekend affair, right? So when you have series that are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you have to approach it that way. I mean, you know, one, don't get used to the parlays. It's just opening weekend. There's wild lines out there. That's not going to stay. But the way to approach it is that is that you get stronger throughout the weekend as you kind of see the results here. And you'll see on the picks for today uh, in regards to that, right? Like what we call boomerang betting, uh, you know, teams that lose on Friday that are favorites generally come out pretty strong on Saturdays because their ones on Friday, you know, early in the season, they're probably not going to go very long, but their number two pitchers are generally much better than who they're going up against uh, depending on, you know, the favorites and all of that, especially when it's, you know, the opening weekend, we haven't got a conference champion or conference play just yet. So it's a little wild to begin with, but understand like, that's kind of how we approach it uh, is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We kind of tally up after that. So that's kind of how we go about it. You'll see today we've got more parlays again. Don't get used to them. Um, It's just opening weekend. Teams are in, you know, tournaments all over the country, and it's kind of wild out there for money lines. Just not really that you can grab. But we'll talk about more about those picks. Enough on that. Let's get to our best bets for today. But before we do, let's take a quick break and hear from one of our partners. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement versus man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats. And we are back. All right. Let's get into our best bets here. All right. Bobby Locks coming over to you, man. One play, college basketball. We got Tennessee at Kentucky. Break it down, buddy. We got. Yeah, Alan, I'm sorry. I'm taking Kentucky here. Uh, we got some injuries with um, <laughs> with uh, Tennessee. You know, Julian Phillips and Josiah Jordan-James, they're both listed as questionable. They come off that big win against Alabama at home. And now when this line opened up, I thought it was going to be maybe more Tennessee minus like three and a half, maybe even four. But we saw it open up at like two and a half, and now it's been trickling down. It's still fluctuating between one and a half and two in some spots. I got it at two on, on Caesars. Kentucky has been playing very, very well at home, despite some of their up and downs. And I just think this is a good um, uh, let, let down spot for Tennessee. 
I mean, with the, with those injuries, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I know that place is going to be rocking at Rupp Arena. This is they came off that good win against uh, Mississippi State, which I did. I was on the opposite side, unfortunately. So I think this is a good chance for uh, Kentucky to get a, a big win here, and they won the first matchup, which I kind of don't like. But this line is kind of speaking to me, saying that Kentucky might be the play in that. And really quickly, I want to add, I saw some people in the chat, uh, our boy Big Cheesy. Um, I do like Baylor plus six. I think that's way too many points. I mean, Kansas, you know, they have a good straight-up record at home. But I think six is way too much um, to be given Baylor, which especially how well they've been playing. And I saw someone else. I don't know who it was. I do also kind of like UConn minus 10. I, it's a big number, but it's but it's big for a reason. I think the first game, I think UConn, one by one, I think at Seton Hall, it was sweaty, but I, uh, they've been playing very well at home, so I kind of like that one as well. All right, there we go, there we go. All right, Micah, coming over to you, man. One play as well. Bring it down, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, North Texas. It's I uh, put six on there, but it's five and a half everywhere right now. And you know, road favorite there. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna look to take the dog in most cases there, but not this team. Grant McCaslin's team was coming off of a great season last year defensively taking it up a notch this year 55.8 points allowed scoring by the opponents which is only four tenths uh more than the nation's leader houston at 55.4 this is what they do every game and they're getting better and better in conference usa play right now they've won uh, six in a row and they've covered five of those games and just rolling right now they're second place in conference usa 13 and three, one game behind Florida Atlantic. I think they've turned the screws here on UTEP and they do what great defenses do. They travel well. And this is what makes them really good and going to be a thorn. I think an NCAA team, um, I think they'll make it, um, but probably got to win the conference. But uh, besides that, you got UTEP. They've slumped big time. They've lost their last three home games, albeit against good conference USA teams. One and six in their last seven games, both straight up and against the spread. Down cycle against a team on a high cycle. I feel good about laying five and a half. So there we go, North Texas. All right. All right. There we go. All right. Uh, Tyler says, this is the most boring show I've ever watched. All right. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it. Well done on that one. All right. <laughs> Jamie. All right. Look, dude, coming over to you. You went, no, there's no NBA. So, like, you had to dig deep here, right? So, Let's see what we've got. You got multiple plays, multiple sports, and we're going to hit on the three-point contest here in a minute, man. What you got? So, yeah, like I, like you said, no NBA and no NFL, so I can't be the only one who is definitely feeling some type of withdrawal of, my, you know, my two favorite sports. But I got three plays, three different sports for those people missing those sports, um, and they'll go over the next two days. Uh, first off, we got Indiana-Kansas Moneyline Parlay. I got it at plus 124. Uh, Indiana has won eight straight. The last time they lost was versus the Pride of New Jersey Rutgers, which will be a team I have going deep in our early edge uh, bracket pool. So th make no mistake about that. Um, and, I, you know, I just don't think Illinois is the powerhouse they once were. Uh, like them to win today, Kansas 16-1 and in the last 17 games. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're strong at home. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't lay the points as well, but I do like them in the win. Um, then we're going to move over to NHL. I'm got an NHL pick. Not a homer pick. Uh, I'm a Rangers fan. I am from Jersey, but I, we are taking the Devils' money line. Uh, they're going up against uh, the Penguins. Devils are a good team. You know, they had their slump in December. Uh, they got the third most wins in the NHL. 
Um, and they win 74% of their road games. They swept uh, the Penguins so far in the season. Um, and the Penguins are coming off a game last night. They're 5-11, and day two, back-to-back. The Devils are coming off rest, and they're 27-9 and coming off rest. Uh, so I think it's a good spot. Right now, the line's at uh, 125. I got it last, uh, last night at, like, minus 110, but the line's moving pretty fast. Um, the one final play is PGA. Uh, I like Will Zalatoris to finish in the top 10. I know, you know, you're losing value taking him in the middle of the tournament. Um, but pl- at plus 105, you're getting good value. He He's, in my opinion, because, you know, he's a good golfer. We got to see what he what he had. He hasn't played in about a month. So now we know he's back. He's was heating up in the back nine, finished with four birdies in his last eight holes. Uh, and he also gets an extra hole today. Nine, You know, he'll have 19 holes today. So if he sneaks in a birdie on that 18th hole uh, from the suspended play from yesterday, you, you get even better value there. And last year, he finished top 10 in 50% of all the tournaments he played when he played on day three. So we'll see him playing in day three today. He's sitting in the top 10 already. Um, So last year, 50% of the time, he did finish top 10. So I think he's going to heat up. I have a ticket for him to win the whole tournament and top five. But I really do like him to finish top 10 um, tomorrow night. All right. All right. Look, I'll tell you what. You're sneaking in that extra one. So I'm going to sneak one in right here. Three-point contest tonight. Okay? One pick. Anything that's in the books, anything you could take. All right. Bobby Locks. Yeah, I like, I mean, this is maybe a little biased pick. I am a Knicks fan, but everyone's undervaluing Julius Randle. I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I watch mostly every single game. The dude just chucks threes. I mean, he's a big man, but he's just out there just ripping them. I think the one game he had like five or six in the first quarter. So everyone's worried about, um, uh, Buddy Heald, uh, Tatum, uh, Dame, and I think he's just being undervalued. I like his first round shots over 17 and a half, which is on on uh, DraftKings for mi- minus 110. Also on FanDuel, if you want to drink some juice, uh, it's 16 and a half for minus 130. And a lot of hate in the chat this morning, man. I don't get it. Jesus. <laughs> Everybody's mad. I don't know why. <laughs> Jamie, what you got, bro? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Dame, you know, it, it, this dude is just electric to watch from three. So, uh, you know, I don't have, you know, much logic to back it up. I just know that when I watch that guy play basketball, he could drain threes from inside the stands. So, uh, you know, I, I think he's at plus 400. So that that's actually a play I'm going to take tonight. All right. All right. Micah, any thoughts here on the three point contest? I haven't even looked at it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was I got, hoping that would be the answer. I got so many other things going on. But, uh, you know, it, the folks out there, I don't know, should we do some dancing or something? I mean, how do we entertain them? Let's get some rhythm I mean, going. I mean, we can't, we can't be Chip Patterson. I mean, there's only one Chip Patterson. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. But uh, the one thing, Alan, I did forget to say was um, before when we were in the pregame thing, uh, for people who are trying to back Illinois today, uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. just got ruled out. So that line is moving if you want to back Indiana. Um, it was at minus five and a half on Caesars, and now I currently see it moving to six, six and a half in some places. So, um, you know, take that with what you want if you're going to back Illinois or Indiana today at home. All right, there we go. That's good info. All right, in the chat real quick. Uh, oh, and by the way, look, JB, you're taking Dame. I'll take Buddy. I'll take Buddy. I think it's, what, plus 425? Uh, Rebecca asks, what's our first XFL pick tomorrow morning? See you, Najad. He has been all over this. And you can look at it at sportsline.com. Uh, I know RJ White has uh, multiple articles in regards to the XFL. But, yeah, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, see you, Najad, bringing the heat there. 
right. Yeah, I, I almost I almost edited an XFL pick. That was something I was really flirting with, and I was like, I just I couldn't I couldn't gain the uh, courage to pull the trigger on that. <laughs> Dude, I don't know a damn thing about it. Like in terms of the rosters, like I could not tell you. I'm not gonna be giving any XFL picks. I'll tell you that. But what I am gonna do is pull up our best bets for today. So grab your paper, grab your pencil. Let's take a look at the recap here. All right, JB is on the Devil's Money Line, minus 125. Will Zelatoris, top 10 finish, plus 105. College Basketball Money Line Parlay at plus 124. Kansas and Indiana. Michael Roberts is on North Texas, minus 6. Man, Bobby Locksburg. Betts is on Kentucky, plus 2 at home today against Tennessee. You know what? I'm glad you brought up Kentucky because, look, we've got five parlays here. And, again, understand, do not get uh, used to these parlays. We're not going to be doing these throughout the year. It's just opening weekend. These are tournaments. There's wild things going on. Three top 10 teams lost outright yesterday, right? Like, understand what we have there. All right, so first, college baseball money line parlay, plus 125. Uh, we're playing the boomerang here. Maryland, Kentucky, both lost, both upset. Uh, yeah, Kentucky should hammer it on Elon, Maryland, and South Florida. Maryland should do their business. We're also going to go parlay, minus 105, Arkansas and UCLA. Arkansas had a really nice win against Texas. They're going to be one of the best teams in the country. UCLA, a very easy chalk win yesterday they should do the same again today uh our third one uh money line parlay plus 125 southern miss uh through what a one hitter one three nothing uh we're gonna go wake forest as well a top 10 team that handled their business yesterday uh we're gonna go money line parlay minus 130 we're gonna go ucla uc santa barbara who handled their business and lsu the number one team in the country who won 10 nothing uh yesterday and our final one uh, we're going to go uh, plus 150, a three-leg here. Oklahoma, uh, who won yesterday. Texas, who we mentioned lost to Arkansas, should bounce back nicely. Tennessee, same thing. Boomerang principal uh, playing Grand Canyon today. I think Tennessee is a minus 350, 375 favorite. Uh, so we're going to play those three legs together at plus 150. So there we go. That's our show for today. I'll tell you what. We will bring more energy to Tyler in the chat, dude. I was just messing with you, bro. Like, please. Don't don't think that I was hammering down at you. You're good, man, for sure. But we'll be live tomorrow, normal time, 10 a.m. Eastern. And let me say what Daniel says here. Look, for the parlays, dude, don't disagree. But I'm not playing minus 400. If you want to do that, have fun with it, man. Jump into it. It's the only way we can go about doing it right now. But, again, do not disagree with that thought process whatsoever. So we'll be live tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern. But until then, everybody, best of luck. Let's catch these tickets. 